Hey guys, welcome to the Hey DJ Show. I'm your host, DJ Jimenez. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're over on YouTube, please go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe for more content. And remember, you can catch this uh, podcast wherever you get your podcasts on the go and all that. And uh, do consider following me on every social media platform. I always say this, with all that boring stuff out of the way, let me introduce my next guest. I'm really excited. Brady Dittmar. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's right. You got it, right. man. Hey, man. How you been? I've been good, man. How are you? Oh, man. I'm excited now that you're here. Uh, so let me just say this right off the bat, because uh, I know I'm doing a Father's Day special. You're not a father, but hey. Uh, future. In the future, <laughs> I will be. Well, it's like uh, uh, that I know of as of now. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah n- none right now, but eventually, maybe one day. Yeah. Well, Everything goes according to plan. You're, you're, you're a pet dad. Yeah. I have a cat. I'm a cat dad i just lost like a bunch of subscribers just from saying that <laughs> oh man no i'm excited uh yeah i tried to get a dad on uh but um none of them really got back to me so i was like you know the show has to go on so. yeah they're doing dad things they're Taking doing care dad of their children it's way more important than my stupid show <laughs> so hey man how you been i've been all right man how was your yeah. workout you went and worked out today yeah it was good i mean uh I don't want to say it kicked my ass, but it kicked my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you work out for? Um, I got there. I worked out probably two hours, honestly. Well, no, no, no. It was like an hour and a half, I'd say. Yeah. Just because I was so tired today, man. But I had to <laughs> bust through it, you know? Yeah. What time did you wake up today? I woke up at 11, 1130, I yeah. think. Yeah. I did too. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> man, I just... Oh man! After work, yeah. Yesterday. After after the entire work week, I have to sleep in a little bit. Can't can't get up early like yeah. I normally do. But my cat wakes me up though. Like she's a little bit of a morning cat. She'll wake me up at ten thirty. But I'm like, come on, baby, hold on. Let me <laughs> let me sleep in for a little bit. Yeah, and then I'll feed her around like eleven, eleven thirty. But I I, I I try to actually beat her to the punch. Like throughout the rest of the week, I'll I'll, I'll wake up normally around like 9 nine thirty, and like that's my internal body clock that will mm-hmm. wake up but i'll still stay in bed till like 10 just because i wake up at 9 doesn't mean like i get up right no i do the same thing yeah i'll try and get up around 9 30 9 45 but it's pretty rare that i get out of bed around that time oh so you're not a morning person either no, no, I'm I'm a night owl. Um, I've been kind of trying to train myself to become more of same. a morning person, because I mean it's essentially the same depending on when you wake up. You just have like a little extra time in that area, I yeah. guess. So as long as you use it wisely, that's all that really matters. Yeah. No, I can, you know, I can summon up amount of energy throughout the day. You know, if you need me to stay up till four or five in the morning, Easy. as long as I'm doing something too, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily just like, you know, watching TV or playing games. I'll, I'll fall asleep. Yeah. But uh, if you need me to do something, if I or if I'm with a group and we're talking, we're still story sharing and, and just ripping on each other, I can stay up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that. No, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm a night owl, man. I Morning. And I'm trying to be, and I can't wait till I graduate from school and then get a you know real job kind of say and have that kind of nine to five like i want that like honestly it's i i need to be a little bit of a morning person my goal too is hopefully to you know if i ever meet somebody 
I hope she's a morning person so she can motivate me to mm-hmm. be a morning person. I just, oh man, just not. Yeah, I mean, it all comes with time. Just like incremental changes like that, you know, you gotta you gotta force yourself to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll never change. Yeah. But I met somebody that said, uh, I was in my younger twenties. I was like maybe twenty one, twenty two. I can't remember. But somebody was like, "Oh, that'll start to change as you get older," and I don't doubt that. But the person who said it to me was like already in their thirties, and I'm almost there. And I'm like, I'm still staying up till like <laughs> four in the morning, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if there's somebody like that's uh uh you know in their like fifties who's still like no man. I'm not a morning person. I'm still staying up to like. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I bet there is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some fifty year old nerd that just <laughs> stays in their mom's basement. <laughs> oh man, playing what's what's the game now? I don't. I was gonna sound super old and say Fortnite, but like. Fortnite's still there. Fortnite's say, still um, there, but I'm like, I don't think it's like the game now. No. What's the I guess game we're kind of in between cultural shifting games, aren't we? We really are. That's so it, weird. It was like Among Us for a hot minute. Dude, I, and I wanted to jump on that train. I discovered that, and but I didn't, I didn't have a PC, and yeah. so uh, and I didn't want to play it on the freaking iphone or ipad mm-hmm. then it came out on the switch and it, it's cross-platform and i love that but uh I, I just need to join like a discord and and get with people and be like yo let's yeah. play i find it not fun <laughs> really i yeah. love among us I, I don't i don't i don't find it enjoying what? like i don't i don't find any amount of entertainment from it honestly it's just like you run around doing the same thing over and over and over again and then you just like try and talk your way out of people voting you out like it to me there's way better games okay. that are challenging that present like a good reward and risk system or a, a risk reward system mm-hmm. you know but that's just me that's just my opinion okay it, because i'm gonna push back a little bit what you said it's like oh you're doing the same thing every every single time uh i remember um it doesn't matter i would watch ign reviews on games and i always hated this comment on reviews like oh it's super repetitive name me one game that isn't repetitive it, every game is repetitive yeah i mean i get what you're saying but to me it's just like menial tasks yeah done over and over and over again <laughs> meeting back at that little round table or whatever i mean i guess i've only played a couple of games of it and i, think, I was never I imposter be, yeah. and that also made what? me oh that's the that that's made me salty really but um yeah, you only played it a handful of times. You need to you, you need to play with me. We need to get a nice group going and and just have fun. Like it's I I love it. Any game, I'm in it now where any game that I can be silly with people and not take it too seriously, mm-hmm. I, I'm there. I I don't like the idea of uh oh hey let's play uh Call of Duty let's play uh you know like Warzone let's play Apex let's play Fortnite and let's try to like basically take it so seriously like oh let's always be champions i just want to sometimes i'm just i just want to shoot the shit I yeah just yeah wanna, yeah i just want to no, act stupid i feel that i mean i i grew up with call of duty and halo and like game just like shooting games mm-hmm. like that so those always are going to appeal to me yeah. and it, it, to me it's just a great time kelly like oh, i'm gonna jump on 
play a couple rounds, you know, see what, see what, see how I do. Yeah. And, um, just shoot some bitches, but <laughs> <laughs> I miss Grand Theft Auto, man. Yeah. Like, Grand Theft Auto was fun too. <laughs> yeah. No, me and my friends would, uh, uh, it, it's, I like games almost like sandbox games where, uh, you can play them and basically instead of doing the story, uh, instead of doing, I don't know, like side quests or whatever, you're just playing around in the world and you're making your own game as an individual. Mm-hmm. So with Grand Theft Auto, one thing we've done and plenty of people have done this is me and my friends will try to get five stars and we'll try to see how long we can survive yeah, we would without do that too. shooting anybody yeah. and just see if we can get away. And, and mm-hmm. we'll have a timer to see which one of us is better to who can survive. Yeah, I like shit like that. You no, know? I do too. Yeah. I mean, I'll still jump on a Grand Theft Auto and just mess around, you yeah. know, just to like drive the wrong way on a motorcycle on the highway <laughs> and just like see how long I can weave in between cars. Exactly. They're like find the tallest tower in the game and just like sit there with a sniper rifle and pick off cops. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the helicopters start flying in and you just like gunning them down. See, I, I, yeah, I like doing stuff like that. Yeah. No, that's but, awesome. So now that we're on the topic of games, I like this. I, it's it, it feels nice. I, and I told you this before. It feels nice. Like, don't get me wrong. I love all the moms and dads that were on the show. I love everybody that's just in general being on the show. And I love those who are watching the show. But uh, I really do love just being able to, like, not have anything. It, not that my show's scripted, but I like just being able to talk about whatever. Yeah. So now that we're on topic of games, let's just let's just dive right into it. Uh, what's your one of your favorite games? Like at least give me um, one or two. I am really really into the From Software games. So Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro. I actually just started playing Sekiro again yesterday. I mean that's the first time that I've played really any video game in a while. Hmm. I kind of fell out of it for a little bit um, just because. I needed to do something else. You know, I got kind of bored with all the games that I was playing and yeah. I just put them down and I was I was also moving at the time and I've been working a lot and working out a lot as well. So I haven't really had the time. But I got home from work yesterday and I was like, you know, I'm just going to relax and jump into some Sekiro and just, you know, clang swords together. <laughs> and I really like how challenging those games are too. Like they really, they, they leave no room for error at all. It- those types of games, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm trash at those games. But uh, can you put on a podcast and listen to it? Oh yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. what I was doing yesterday. Okay, yeah, because I find myself as of now recently, um, any game that I can like, you know, listen to something while I'm playing it, I'm I'm there. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love my story games. Uh, I like diving into them. But every now and then, you know, I kind of want to just turn off my brain, listen to a podcast and and play. And so I've been playing Subnautica, you know, kind of like the sea world of Minecraft. And so I, I've been I've been enjoying that. But uh, I don't know. Like my buddy tells me I need to play Sekiro and do it. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. It's a it's a hard cookie, but um, it's so it's so worth it. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love it to death. It's it's seriously one of my favorite games of all time. Nice. Um, yeah, there's just something about it. I see the grappling hook mechanic on it, and that mm-hmm. had me sold. I'll, anything 
like that i like oh yeah i mean like the uh the controls are super smooth the like the combat mechanics are really nice once you get used to it it's it's really like you're sword fighting in a way like i mean there's no movement really like that you're doing mm -hmm. but it's all a certain button press to block to do a certain counter to do a certain you know sweep like sword sweep or whatever and it's once you get into it, like once you get that down, you, you feel like such a badass. Yeah. I bet it's the same with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which mm -hmm. you need to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I had the hard copy, I was going to get the hard copy. If I had the hard copy, I'd let you borrow it. But yeah, no, Ghost of Tsushima, the sword playing that is freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to spend a lot of time gaming um, back in middle school and high school. <laughs> I'd play just hours, hours of the day spent just gaming <laughs> and um yeah now that i've gotten a little older i just can't do that anymore you know yeah. like I, I i genuinely feel bad i'm like i'm wasting my day right now like i could be cleaning i could be doing something i could be reading a book and like or writing you know anything else working I'm the out same way except i envy it like i want to like i'll, I'll be honest oh, yeah i'll like i'll be at work and i'm like man i just i just want to sit down and just play for hours but when I finally get the chance, I'm like, all right, I got to do stuff. Yeah, I, I, I got to stop. Yeah. And uh, and then when I'm actually playing, I'll get my fill with like, you know, a couple of hours, two, three hours. And then I'm like, all right, I, I got my fill. I got to do something else. But um, yeah, no. Uh, the longest game session I've ever had, I, I remember this. It was uh, in high school. It was during summer vacation. Um, I was playing God of War. And uh, I played that from like 9 p.m. all the way to sunrise. Damn. And I didn't know it. <laughs> Do you remember the Soto uh, Vault? Yeah. Yeah, it was around the time that came out. And I, I remember having it. And shit, I stayed up till sunrise. And, and I, was, I was playing it from start to finish. And I was even doing like some of the extra content after that. Uh, and I was just playing and I wasn't tired at all. And then the sun was rising and I was like, fuck, I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. No, I remember certain snow days where my friends and I would just like jump on a monster hunter all day. Just do that's quest a game I need to after get into. quest after quest. Yeah. That's another challenging game. But once you get down with it, you really start to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, and then like, other than that, like Dishonored was a game that I really fell in love with as a, as, a, yeah. as a young guy. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just spend stealth. hours, I love stealth. hours on certain, like, yeah, just stuck in this building, like in a stairwell, trying to map out the guards routes mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make my move somehow. Mm -hmm. And then like, it records your time, how much you spend on a certain level and mm -hmm. be like four hours on this level. I'm like, shit worth it i'm yeah. alive <laughs> yeah didn't get seen yeah, yeah. ghost yeah no I, I i any stealth game uh if a buddy pitches it to me they mention stealth i'm there mm -hmm. like I'll, I'll at least give it a shot not all stealth games are great but uh dishonor is definitely top five. Oh man i love it they, they need to make a third one they have well i mean dishonor three. Oh, not death of the outsider no I mean, I play that. It's great. Yeah. But I want them to continue it on. It's a, it's a great. Mm -hmm. I mean, the story is like, eh, it's whatever. But uh, like, I I the mechanics is just freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm not one for steampunk, but that one they did it well. 
I like it. Yeah, they did do it well. I, I love the world and um, mm-hmm. like the visuals of it all. How like it's like you're in an oil painting almost. It's really yeah. pretty. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, <laughs> some people are going to tune out just because like, are they going <laughs> to just talk about games? No, we're not. We're going to talk about everything. It's just, I like to talk about whatever. Um, so, hey, man. So like for people to get to know you, um, uh, you know, Right now, you're at school mm-hmm. at KSU. Um, so, what are you studying? I'm studying journalism. Yeah. Yeah, propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what made you pick that study? Um, well, I was a biology major first, and I was struggling with the classes. I had failed calculus, and I had this epiphany over the summer. And I was just like, you know, I've been writing little short stories, and I've always found the news cycle interesting. I've always found um just all of that stuff interesting i was like why why am i not doing this Mm -hmm. why am i going for something that is just challenging me and i don't really see any reward in it so i decided to switch and um i mean it it was it was one of the best decisions i made in my college career honestly yeah um yeah i mean my grades skyrocketed up good because you were passionate about it, right and and i started um started taking everything much more seriously too. And so, yeah, now I'm a senior. I've only got a few classes left. Looking forward to getting out of it. Um, and just using it for myself, really. I don't I don't plan on working for anybody or any sort of news agency. Um, I think it's, well, especially now, it's more worthwhile to focus on the internet mm-hmm. and the opportunities that that provides because I think TV is kind of dying out. Um, and radio as well. I mean, radio's nearly radio's dead. comeback. I mean, it is making a comeback with like the whole podcast thing, yeah. but it's all internet based. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it's not, sure. no radio station is having shows just on the radio. Everything's also on streaming services yep. as well. So it's like, it's a moot point, you know? Yeah. It saved radio in a way. The yeah, it, it really did. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because uh, back then I was with just listening to uh joe rogan and stuff and they sometimes he'll talk about it uh and adam carolla and all that they would talk about how people who listen to the radio majority of the demographics were people on their way to work and stuff who just didn't listen Mm -hmm. to music or whatever but then uh so you would only the demographics were basically the hardcore listeners like your actual real fans but now you get people that might tune into my show or whatever uh, that are just passing by and be like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. let me test it. Now there's millions of podcasts out there for every single subject. I don't want to limit myself to a a theme kind of thing. I just want to talk about whatever, everything right. serious, not serious, you know. Um, so I, you're right. Uh, the internet is, you know, kind of reviving that. And uh what I like about this, especially, like, even though I'm recording this visual, you know, you can still catch the audio version or the visual version if you want to sit down and watch it or if you want to listen to it. I like how flexible it is. Right. So, uh, because especially for a person like me, oh, man, uh, and I'm I'm trying to get into, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, like audiobooks. I'm starting to really wanting to dive into that because there are moments where, you know, I'm cooking, or I'm working out or I'm doing something where... I have to visually focus and, but I'm like, man, I would love to listen to something. Mm -hmm. And I'm always listening to music, like literally 90% of my day. Same. Yeah. So 
Like I always have my earphones in. Exactly. So I think pe- people are starting to gravitate towards that where, uh, oh yeah, I, if I can sit down and watch this podcast, I will, but I'm cooking right now. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll listen to it or they might watch it like, you know, as they're chopping or whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll just that. cast it to the TV Yeah, and, and I'll listen to it in the background and I'll, you know, I'll just glance up and to the video aspect over. of it every once in a while. But no, I mean, I, I I've fallen in love with podcasting too. I mean, it's it's a great form of communication, and yeah. and especially the the longer it is, the better. Yes, I, any I, sort of like long form conversation. Like there was a podcast I was listening to. It was four hours long, and I got excited. I yes. was like, hell yes! Yeah. There's yeah. some people who do. I'm I'm not knocking them because they're way more successful than me. But there'll be a podcast where it's thirty minutes long, and it's it's great. But I'll put it like, oh, I'll listen to it later. Mm-hmm. But when I see something that's like two hours, I'm like, yeah, I'm prioritizing right. that. Uh, and I don't know, it's it's just it's just so genuine. It's, if it flows better, I love it, man. Well, it's like I, I I took a podcasting class, and I know we've talked about this off the air, but I took a podcasting class, and um, it was just three podcasts, each were three minutes long. It's like, what is this shit? You're rushing through exactly things. like like there's no conversation. It's just little sound bites, boop 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 boop, and then you're done. Yeah, you know, and it's to me that that's the most boring podcast that you could listen to. It's like all right, it's the length of a you know a it's pop speed song, dating right? Yeah, <laughs> but you don't get to know anything. Like there's no amount of information that you can really cover in three minutes. It has to be longer form. Like, I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear the facts that back that up. I want to hear everything that you've got coming into this conversation mm-hmm. in order to really have like I want a to see full the gears idea. turning in your head. Yeah. Like, when, especially if you say something, like, it's probably going to happen today. It's happened when I interview so far everybody. They'll say something I don't know, and I'll sit there and I'll digest it. Like, mm-hmm. What? And, and I, I think people do enjoy that i don't know oh, for but sure. like where your gears are turning you're learning something mm-hmm. yeah um but uh uh going back to what you said like you know you'll probably do it you know kind of independently like you're mainly doing it for yourself i think this is just i'm, I'm gonna you know kind of put my two cents in um because this is what i plan on doing uh even though i'm going for the stem field is that i think you should work for an organization at first dot 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 at first uh i think it's cool it, it, it's there's nothing wrong with like you know working for like a corporate company whatever building your resume meeting some people and also getting paid that's the important part and then using that money to invest in yourself and then you know do whatever you want because uh for me for example Excuse me. When I become a dental hygienist, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm going to enjoy it. Whatever office I work, hopefully it's great. And I'm going to use that money to redirect towards the show, upgrade equipment and all that stuff, make it better. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't see myself trying to quit being a hygienist and then doing the podcast full time. I don't see why I can't do both. Uh, But it'd be nice to, you know, have that as well have that avenue as well uh but if it gets to the point where i have to pick and choose like oh both are making money and both are fun 
you know, I'll probably, you know, do the podcast right. you know, full time so I can interview way more people and and pull out more content, uh, push out more content uh, frequently. But there's nothing wrong with working for an avenue and redirecting that source of income towards that to invest in it. Uh, I was telling a buddy of mine that too, you know, uh, he's a cinematographer, Steven, he's a cinematographer, shout out to you, Steven. And so uh, he's, he's trying to do that. He's trying to independently work as well. He'd probably hate that I mentioned that, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't see if you wanted to do that with journalism, like work for an organization, get paid and then use that right. to invest in yourself. That's I mean, just my, opinion. I mean, no, I, I, I hear you. Um, I, I just think where a lot of news agencies are right now, I don't agree with how they're running. Yeah, I feel you. I don't, I think it's just more activism than anything else. Oh my God, for sure. And, um, that's not who I am. And I'm also not, you very, don't want to support that kind of right. thing. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want my name to be attached to that. Um, especially if I'm trying to build a career out of it. But I mean, there are other news agencies that I would be more willing to work for than other. And I'm sure I'm going to have to intern at some place in order to like get my foot in the door. And, and I mean, I, I'm leaving, I'm leaving that part open, you know, I, I'm not going to turn down a, a job because you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll have to see it whenever it arrives across yeah. that bridge. When I, whenever, when, Jesus, when I get there, <laughs> I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just such of an, I'm such an independent person. And ever since middle school, I've seen podcasts come and go that got successful millions of followers. And it just starts off on a couch at a desk like this, you know, whatever. And then I've also seen podcasts that start out independently and then sell out and then nothing ever happens to it because they, they go corporate, mm -hmm. you know, and then it just dies out. Um, I'm going to make this claim right here. I will always be independent. Mm -hmm. I will not sell out. If I'm like, you know, kind of verging on it, I need you to kick my ass and be like, no, no DJ, yeah. you no, gotta, stop man. that. No, you got to stop that. But uh, 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 kind of funny because you mentioned desk. I just want to give you, uh, uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, so you were the one that told me to upgrade the desk. Uh, yeah. If people go back, please don't because I'm so embarrassed. But I'm not gonna take it. <laughs> no, down. go back. Don't go back. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, episode zero and one, I believe. I don't remember, but definitely episode zero and episode one. Uh, I had a small desk. It was actually this desk mm -hmm. uh, that I used, and you were like, "Hey, man, I saw it. Uh, uh, it was great." I just have one critique and I was like, yeah, man, I'm open-minded. What's up? You're like, you need a bigger desk. You do need a bigger desk. Dude, yeah. you're so freaking right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, this is what I wanted to mention too. I've mentioned this kind of before, but for those who uh, don't know, um, like I was, uh, I was especially saying to uh, uh, my cousin last call, people should watch that interview. I think that that's yeah, great a good, guy. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to last call. Um, that, it's such a cliche thing, but it's such a real thing. Uh, uh, oh, man. Like, okay, I'm not a successful podcaster. I hope to be. Not yet. But anyways, but I, I don't need to be in order to know uh, how should I get started on anything, not just podcasts. Dude, just start. You just just start. It. Because it's things like that. I Like, you have no idea. It's, it's like, to other people, it's like, oh, he just told you to, you know, 
get a bigger desk. But the thing is, I never would have thought that unless you told me. But mm-hmm. I would have never, you would never have told me unless I started. Right. And that's the thing some people need to realize is right now people are on the verge of like, oh, man, I, I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do that. But they don't start. Just start. Because they don't want to make a mistake. They want everything to go perfect. It's not going to go perfect, people. It's just not. You need to start. And then you're going to upgrade little things along the way. You're not going to see it. Other people are going to tell you. It's like, hey, you need to upgrade that. You telling me, and and I, I practice what I preach, and you practice what you preach. You were like, you need a bigger desk. And I and I looked at it, and I was like, shit, Brady's right. I do need a bigger yeah. desk. Next day, I went to Ikea, bought this desk. Well, you mm-hmm. told me to make one, which I do plan on one day. It's always better to make your Oh, my shit. God. Dude, it, I don't know if it's just uh, being a stereotypical dude, but I do want to get into woodworking. Like, yeah. Just seeing it on YouTube and how actually simple it is. Dude, you can learn so much on YouTube, but I was just like, dude, I'm, that looks mm-hmm. cool. And you get to be proud of it. Like, I made yeah, this Yeah, it's so rewarding. Dude, I, I made a very shitty desk. <laughs> I made a very <laughs> shitty desk. It's um, it's not stained properly. I mean, it still probably gives me splinters if I yeah. rub it the wrong way, but I made it. And I'm proud of it. And I still use it. It's completely functional. Yeah. Um, it looks like trash. <laughs> but it's a starting point. Like you there said, you I just did it. You just have to start. And now you know your mistake. Exactly. And now you're going to fix it later yeah. down the road. And, and yeah. yeah, I could go back and sand it down again and restain it. And I'll know what I'll need to do. You know, glue the boards together and then screw it in after a day or two of it, letting it cure. But like, like, yeah, like you said, it's just a matter of doing it. And then learning as you go along. Like, that's exactly what wisdom is it's just knowledge plus experience Mm -hmm. so you need that experience in order to put that knowledge into a practical use and i mean yeah it's it to me it's so much more rewarding to saw the wood nail it together screw it together stain it paint it whatever you want to do to it rather than just putting it together with a hex key from ikea yeah i mean ikea is fine i love ikea it's it's great You know, I've got IKEA furniture too. Like it's freaking low IKEA. Yeah, it's solid and it's easy and it's it's relatively budget friendly. Yeah. Depending on who you are and where yeah. you're at. But no, I mean and it's what you buy, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's great furniture. But at the end of the day, it's always better to make something for yourself. Yeah. And that goes for anything. Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. like I mean, I would love to, you know, debate somebody about it. Um uh I just love Ikea, but I, <laughs> there, there are certain things that uh, I will 100% buy instead of making um, table. I'm not going to lie. Uh, first, I'll buy it and then I'll start to make because I have that fear. You're just like eating something and then bam, the whole table breaks. breaks. You're just like, I fucking cooked that steak. Yeah. That's yeah, a freaking that $50 steak. Oh. No, that would that'd be pretty pretty crappy (laughs) no but i mean even if you buy a table and then break it down reverse engineer and then try and put it back together you know just to see how it's all put together yeah that's still just as good because you're learning yeah like and you're doing something active rather than just like sitting behind a screen and like watching a youtube video about it you're actually like all right i'm gonna spend three hours taking apart each piece of wood organizing all the screws and whenever i'm done with that i'm gonna put it back together and see how much i remember and see you know is it just as sturdy is it more sturdy or did i fuck everything up (laughs) yeah yeah. no that's good yeah but yeah i mean like you said it's just a matter of doing it no and and like i can't stress that enough 
And it, it it's funny because um, uh, you just started working out recently, and uh, now I'm willing to bet it's it's the same thing with that like uh, with an active lifestyle, where some people just honestly, no matter what it is, they're just like, how do I start? Mm-hmm. You just gotta start. Stop overthinking it. You just right. gotta start because. I mean, I'm just going to go back in circles. I always do. And people get annoyed by that is that you really do see what you need to work on. Uh, Say you go out running one day, man, I didn't run as much as I thought I would. If only had water, I don't want to carry a water bottle. There's a camel pack, buy a camel pack. Oh, oh, look at that. But you don't, you wouldn't know that until you start. Uh, Now that you're working out, you're probably certain little things where it's like, man, I need more workout clothes. Mm-hmm. And then you invest in more workout clothes. Uh, hey, I need to eat better. So you start trying to eat better. And I, I need to do proper forms. So you look at ways to do proper. You just don't know these things until you start. And it makes you better. And, right. and people are, it, yeah. I mean, I, I worked out. Like I was, I played football in middle school. I wrestled some in high school. So like I was in the weight room mm-hmm. and I, I was there. So like, I, I always knew proper form. I was trained. Um, so it was never a problem for me, like knowing what to do or knowing how to get started. It was just a matter of going in there and doing it. Yeah. Right. But I, I mean, I, I can empathize with people who say, I've never been to the gym before. I don't want people to laugh at me because yeah. I'm, I'm pushing low weight or, I, you know, my squats shitty or, or whatever. But in, in my experience, just the fact that you're there and the fact that you're pushing yourself, no matter what you're doing, that's all that matters. And people can respect that. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen anybody make fun of anybody else in the gym. No, it, I don't know where that notion came from because those I think people it was are just some TV. of the nicest people. They want to yeah. help you. Yeah, you yeah. Know? No, exactly. Like yeah. I've seen guys. They don't want to see you get hurt. You're and that's doing another it. thing. Yeah, yeah. You're doing something in poor form. They're like, listen, I don't want to see you. You're going like, to break your spine. Your yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like you're trying to do a, a, a deadlift and you just like, I don't right. see that. So here, here's the proper way to do it. Yeah. I don't know where this notion came from. And it's funny because like Planet Fitness used to have like this commercial where it's basically shaming people who are like. Uh, that they know what they're doing. It's like, oh, Planet Fitness, you don't need to know what you're doing. Like, yeah, the lunks. <laughs> the lunk, the lunk, the lunk. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's it's okay. Uh, uh, there's nobody like that. Like, haha, look at this. There, mm. Maybe there is. I'll, I'll, I'll be fair. Maybe there is. That's a very small number. I'll go ahead and say yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. That's what, like, what I was saying. In my personal experience, I've never seen anybody mm-hmm. make fun of anybody else in the gym. No. I've seen people make fun of other people outside of the gym, yeah. sure. <laughs> but <laughs> not while they're focused on their own workout mm-hmm. and you're focused Everybody's on your own workout. doing their own thing, man. Yeah. And I mean, and, and like you said, like, if somebody needs a spot, I've seen guys run over and help them out. Mm-hmm. Like, get this weight off of you, you know. Yeah. Like, let's talk about it. Let's see what you're doing I wrong. I felt embarrassed. There was a... Press, it was years ago. I was bent pressing, and someone was like, "You need a spot." And I was like, "No." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've, I've done it too, man. Yeah. I've done it too. I've I've gotten stuck in the leg press machine because I put on too much weight because I was a cocky little son of a bitch. Yeah, and then you just crumple like a little ball. <laughs> like, all right, I need help. Yeah, yeah, I need help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens, yeah. but that's a good 
learning opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. One, to not overdo it because it's always better to just do a normal workout and to not push yourself with a bunch of weights and rip muscles and tear something, mm -hmm. you know, or strain yourself because then you're going to be out for weeks at a time and then when you recover you yeah so you probably don't want to go back right you're, like, oh, you're traumatized you don't want to yeah. do it yeah so you know it's best just to take it easy the fact that you're there is all that matters just have a good workout enjoy it you know focus on how you feel and then go and eat good food afterwards or, or before you know and and that's really the the most important thing that i need to focus on is my nutrition yeah um, i will say uh I stumbled ac across this video a while back ago, um, and I like how this guy put it. He he, and I told you a little bit about this. Is that if you're gonna cook chicken, steak, fish, whatever, whatever protein, try to have like three different variations of that recipe, like mm -hmm. three different chicken recipes. That way, you don't tire yourself out, and if anything, it makes you look forward to that meal. Right. Uh, and so, I. I definitely have done that. Uh, people have this notion where, oh, meal prepping, it's like this bland food, just basic salt and pepper seasoning on a chicken or steak. If you want to do that and go for it, go for it. It doesn't like, have to be like that. It doesn't though. have to be like yeah. you can make your food, healthy food flavorful and all that stuff. Right. And like I said before, my mom and YouTube are the two greatest teachers for me to learn how to cook. And yeah, I now have plenty of recipes under my belt where... You know, if I want to make, you know, awesome chicken, awesome steak, I can and mm -hmm. change it up and it still be healthy. Yeah. And uh, I, it meal prepping or slash eating right doesn't have to be the hardest thing. It, I understand it. Why? For some people, I'm not going to say like, oh, it's super easy. No, I understand it could be the hardest thing, but it doesn't have to be. It just takes a little creativity. You yeah. know, it's like. Like you can cook a ton of chicken breasts and, a, you know, vegetables and everything and put them in little boxes and everything. And then the day that you eat them, you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to reheat this, shred it up and put it in a taco or I'm going to put it over rice today or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, or yeah, anything like that. Let's add a little pasta today and see how that is. A little sauce, you know, whatever you want, really. Mm -hmm. It just takes a little creativity and, really and a little bit of time as well. It does. And that's another thing is I think a lot of people just feel like they don't have time. And it's quicker just to get in the car and run down to the whatever fast food joint's closest and get some of that rather I than spending 15 minutes heating up the pan and, yeah. you know, taking care of the chicken or whatever you're cooking and... It's also the dishes. Yeah, cleaning up afterwards. I was just about to say, yeah. I lucked out. Like, I don't mind cleaning. It's it's therapeutic to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with using the dishwasher. I like hand washing. Uh, waste water. A dishwasher? Yeah. No, no, no. Hand washing. No, I actually know. I actually know this oh, dishwasher. Oh, you turn it off? Uh, uh, yeah, because you can turn it off. Uh, uh, so, my old roommate, uh, he, uh, he uses the dishwasher. I don't care what you do. All right? I just don't like don't come at you <laughs> don't come at me like you're better like than me i or something. did so I, I love him to death i'm not gonna mention who he is but he'll probably know um he was saying why do you hand wash when you use the dishwasher i didn't know this i just i didn't care i was like oh it's therapeutic i like it and he was like i think you waste more water and again not doing my research i was like i don't 
think so because I could always turn off the water. And he has the Google Homes and all that. And he was like, hey, Google, like how much water on average do you use on the dishwasher? It uses, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, around six gallons of water. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on the load, but we said average. And then he was like, all right, what's the average on hand washing? It's like one gallon. Oh, really? Again, depending on the load on average, it was like uh, maybe two gallons. If I'm remembering this correctly, if you ask Google right now, what's the average? uh, Oh, I should say right now. Hey, Google, what's the average for uh, (laughs) a, a dishwasher? Uh, water usage. Anybody that's got one in their house is so pissed <laughs> off at you right now. <laughs> they have it on speaker. <laughs> um, that'd be hilarious. Somebody let me know that happened. I'm going to be so happy with Put it, it in the comments. Uh, let I us know how pissed off you too. are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so it, again, on average, hand washing, was, you save more water. Uh, but again, I don't, I, I don't give a shit. Like I'm not winning anything. I'm not gaining any money from this. I don't. You don't care. give a shit about the earth. Exactly. Fuck it. What? <laughs> so, anyway, so going back to it, uh, it's more convenient. I get it. Uh, I like hand washing. It's therapeutic for me. Uh, but going back to it, I timed myself one time because I was curious. I made like six, uh, salmon and 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 rice for all of them. Uh, and I timed myself. It took me with the rice because the rice takes the most time. It took me roughly two hours to cook everything. Mm-hmm. You can set two hours aside to cook for the rest of the week. You really could. It just depends on if you want to. Yeah. But and then if somebody again gets turned off because of the dishes, there's the dishwasher. I'm lucky enough. I mean, I used to live, you know, in a house with some other guys, and I would cook way more. Um, but now that I've moved back in with my parents, there's always something in the fridge. There's always like leftovers. There's mm-hmm. always, and it's good leftovers too, you know, like solid chicken breasts, pork chops, whatever, you know, vegetables, fruits, anything. Um, a ton of eggs. They buy a ton of eggs, which is awesome for me because I love eggs. But, um, I, and I've started to cook less, but I want to start cooking like for my entire family. So that way I'm just doing it more and more and have like a, a variety of meals, like whatever they want. Just like, let me cook it. And I may mess it up, honestly, because I'm not the best cook in the world. Yeah. But I'm trying, you know, so. I've messed up before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, again. Burn go, toast. You, you kind of have to in order to learn. Mm-hmm. My most embarrassing fuck up was um, I was in charge of making mac and cheese for Thanksgiving and I made it one time before and it came out perfectly. This was my second attempt and I decided to change like one little way. I didn't change the recipe. I just changed the way I cooked it. And I'm glad I fucked up because I realized, no, don't do it. Do it the way you were, you did it the first time. And But yeah, I'm glad I had that fuck up so I know. What'd you do? Did you add like brie or something that you had the wrong no, cheese? No. Um, you added goat cheese to mac and cheese? <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, No, I decided to start the mixing process. uh, It takes, like, to make the mac and cheese to serve, like, you know, 10 people. It takes roughly two hours, three hours, around there. I decided to split it in half. Like, oh, I'm going to do half the mixing 
and then the other half the next day. Oh yeah, that seems don't do like that. a pretty big deal. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, commit to it. Yeah, you just got to do it all at once. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought like, huh. I, I thought I was gonna save time. I thought you were about to say that you like added all the cheese and like the milk and stuff while the noodles were still dry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Dom, you can't do that. You gotta you gotta boil the macaroni first. No, but <sighs> no, I get it. Yeah, I mean. It, Shit, I probably messed up making cereal before, but it's just it's just the way that it goes, you know. You just gotta do it. Why is this cereal too crunchy? It's yeah. like, oh, I forgot the milk. <laughs> like, that, that's that's or it's just a bowl of milk and no cereal. Yeah. Where's the crunch? <laughs> you forget the spoon. It's yeah. like I'm not supposed to eat this with my hands. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you you, <laughs> you gotta mess up. It, that's that's the uh, that's the moral for this podcast is everybody messes up and you just got to deal with you it. just got to deal with yeah. it I'm glad I, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah there's not like a mistake in the world i'm or for me I'm trying to think i'm trying to think of a mistake i've done that like i hardcore regret like no no man i don't i wish i did no uh, yeah. i mean i've definitely said the wrong things and I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I some people do. Yeah, if somebody tries to pull up something I've said ten years ago and and tries to cancel me. Bring it on. That's well, all I mean, I mean that's different. But I'm just talking like in front of a girl, you know, like someone oh, that you missed, like, but... and you're just like the, uh, <laughs> stuttering. Oh, I <laughs> you say too, a really yeah. bad joke. Oh, my shows too, uh, and but... it just ruins everything. Oh, for sure, but. In a way, I appreciate that because it makes me go like, all right, I have no chance with that girl, but yeah. I'm going to learn for the next, <laughs> for the next time yeah. until it happens again. So, just... I, every single mistake, I don't know, to a degree, yeah, like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Like, that's normal. But I appreciate every single mistake because I've just gotten better. Yeah, they're just like little lessons. That's how I look at it. Everything's like a little challenge you just got to deal with. My, <laughs> Let me tell you this story <laughs> since you brought up girl. Um, I'm not going to say who this is because he, he will know <laughs> it is a heat though. Um, <laughs> oh my God. This is just... <laughs> you got to get it together, man. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing. Oh my God. So people are going to cringe. It's not me. I promise it wasn't me. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I have no shame. Yeah. If I, if I no, fuck I up on something, I'll, I'll let you know. Um... <laughs> This is just one of my favorite things, one of my favorite stories. So I have a buddy uh, that he was super shy. This was when we were like in our early 20s again. And uh, I wasn't around. I just heard this story through the grapevine. But anyways, but I can imagine this super shy dude finally summons the courage to talk to a girl uh, I don't know where he he's out with like friends and family out to like dinner or whatever, and he's talking to this one girl. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a great storyteller. Uh, he goes up to her and says, "And now I'm changing the name because uh, I don't. It doesn't matter. But anyways, he goes up to a girl and says, "Hey, what's your name?" And she says, "Becky." And he's like, "Becky." You look like a Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite fucking story. (laughs) And 
goes nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. What are you supposed to say after that? Like, I could see that working if you did someone prominent. Like, oh, oh you look my. like Megan Fox, you know? Like, I thought I thought it, I was talking to Megan Fox. Maybe. No. Maybe if she has a good sense of humor about it. But you can't just... <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You look like a steroid. <laughs> you look like a... <laughs> Girl tells you her name. Oh, you look like a Connor. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you just go for a macho dude's name. Yeah. What's up, Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look like an God. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's one of my favorite fucking stories. And but I'm pretty sure that i've never i haven't i can't remember but i'm pretty sure he doesn't do that anymore yeah i'm pretty I'm, sure I he bet. fucked up and it was like yeah oh, that was a little bad never gonna do that again you gotta fuck up sometimes mm-hmm. oh my god he, he's gonna watch it if he watches this is gonna hit me up be like why'd you tell that story i was like i didn't mention your name though that's a funny say. anecdote and i'm sure it's happened to multiple guys too like positively oh, man. thousands of guys have done dumb shit like that Ooh, I remember one that just to be fair, like just so I can put for me. <sighs> Man, I'm not proud of this, but I don't care. I laugh at myself. Um, it was in high school. It was a homecoming dance, and uh, this girl. Uh, I mean, I wasn't really into her or anything, but like, whatever. Uh, and she she comes up to our group, and then she's like. Man, there are three other girls in this homecoming dance that are wearing the same thing I'm wearing. And I d- was like, oh, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh-huh. And, and and then she just like looked at me with a death glare like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know at the time. And then later a buddy told me, he was like, no, girls don't want to match with other girls like that. And I was like. Yeah, I can see that. All right, fucked up. And yeah, every now and then when I that memory comes back, I just cringe a little, and I'm just like, "What?" I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of something that I've said that's bad like that. I'll, I'll tell you. Since you talk about homecoming, um, the the prom that I went to was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> oh, so so they had us all like walk out on like this certain route and they would like announce our names and you're supposed to give the girl a flower and and uh take a picture and all that well (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um so it was our turn and for some reason i was just so focused on just walking that i completely forgot everything else so i like i go out and i'm just speed walking right past the flowers there's a crowd of parents sitting in the bleachers at like the gymnasium they're like turn around get the flower get the you gotta get the rose and and the girl that i'm with is like are you gonna get the flower i'm like no we're just we're just going like we have to commit now and and we go and take the picture and um yeah and and uh, I mean the dance was fine, and I eventually I, I stole a rose from another guy. I'm pretty sure there you I just go. like left it on the table and I grabbed it, and um, so she ended up getting her flower. But yeah, I'll, I'll always remember that. 
Just like everybody, everybody in the stands going, turn around, <laughs> turn around. You got to get the flower. And I'm like, fuck this. No, we're going. We're just committing to it. <laughs> like, you know what? I can respect that though. <laughs> you know, just, I, I fucked up. I'm committing. Well, yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. Go. I mean, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to turn my back on all these people. I'm just going to face them. <laughs> Take the picture and get out of here. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Nobody else did it too. I was watching like a fucking hawk trying to make sure that some other guy forgot the rose and all of them remembered to you do it. You were the only one? I was the only one. Because they saw you and like, don't yeah. do what that guy did. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't be that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, man. That girl ended up being crazy. So. There you go. Oh, yeah, what, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, god, that's that's how all stories end. Like, uh-huh. end up being crazy. So. Yeah, <laughs> they ended up just really screwing each other over. So <laughs> I wonder if anybody will ever admit it's like at the end of the day, I was the one that was crazy. I'm not sure. I, was, <laughs> I, I doubt was the it. Crazy one. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, We're she not, was fine. I was the fucking. Yeah, I, I mean, I believe people can change, but if you're that crazy. And you you still come back and you're like no okay yeah I was I was the one that was nuts, um, I don't you, you must not have been that crazy to begin with, yeah I'd say. But like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another anecdote. Yeah, I mean that's just <laughs> we'll we'll have to do it on a later episode because it's too yeah, much. <laughs> oh man! But on that the same topic, um, okay. I kind of want to say this just to have it on record, uh, and I'm not I'm not gonna out anybody. It's just I just want to say this. I'm I'm real. I'm authentic. I don't want to pander. But so it, 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 if you disagree with, I'd rather if you disagree with me. I I I, I want to talk to somebody that disagrees with me. I mean, I can me. play devil's advocate either way. So okay, perfect. We'll try to, but at the okay. same time, all if right. you all agree, right. you agree. But all right, because we did talk a little bit about this off air a couple, like last month or whatever. Um, my, to an extent, like it's okay to be shy, but to an extent, like you got to get over that shit. Yeah. Like and um, and when I say this, I'm mainly talking about dudes. I'm not. I'm not talking about girls. I'm talking about dudes. Uh, like you guys, you. If you're shy right now, and if you're shy and you're a teenager watching this, and to an extent, it's excusable. If you're in your young 20s, again, to an extent, it's excusable. But if you're fucking 30, like almost 30, like, I'm sorry, you got to cut that shit out. Yeah, it's almost traumatic at that point. I mean, like like you said, I was a... I understand. I I mean, I was a shy kid up to a point, but at the same time, it's like late teens early 20s that's when you're at your most impulsive yeah that's when you're at your peak in like terms of health and everything so why not go out and take risks Mm -hmm. why not see everything that is there for you right and instead of just like sitting at home and um i mean it's just no way to live it's not and 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 it's funny because i'm not even just talking about girls i'm just talking about in general like what if uh you you're at like Home Depot or something or Walmart and it's like, oh man, I, I need to reach that, but it's out of my reach. 
well, get an associate. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, like, I can't ask for really? help. Really? Yeah. It's like it's right there. All you need to do is just talk to somebody, a stranger who works here, and they'll. It's their job to get it for you. Mm-hmm. Really? That's gonna stop you. But also with girls too, and like, and and it sucks because I do have friends who are like that, and you know, like I, I I'll I'll welcome them with you know open arms and all that stuff. But I I do want to let them know it's just like. Listen, if you're shy and you're, you know, 21, I'll give you a pass to an extent. If you come up to me and you're the same age as me, uh, 28. And you can't make eye contact. You're just like, yeah. Hey, hey, Dom. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be like, dude, you, you, you got to get out of that. Like, yeah. Like, you just do. And um, so I was talking to I was talking to a buddy of mine about it. And. This is what I came up with. And and I'm not again, I'm not right or anything. I'm not a fucking professional or anything. Is that in high school, middle school, high school, whatever, your first job, I think those are your testing grounds. Uh mm-hmm. especially in high school. Cause this is what I said, uh, in, in terms of girls, like guys uh, uh uh trying to, you know, go for girls and all that stuff, is that you're either the the funny guy, the smart guy, the jock, the whatever. Uh, you're trying to find what guy are you, right? And I was insecure about my looks, so like you know, I'm not anymore. But shit, every guy is. Every guy is. I mean, to an extent, you like kind of knock it though. Like, uh, like I know I'm not no freaking, you know. Uh, I'm trying to say like a model. You're not Johnny a superhero. Depp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I know I'm not a Johnny Depp. It's like, all right, cool. I'm not trying to act like that. But in high school, I was trying to find what I was. And then I started, I sort of started becoming like, oh, I'm, I'm just a funny guy. Like, I'll, I'll be that silly, funny guy. And so I tried to excel at that. Every guy should try. And don't get me wrong. I didn't. I didn't know right off the bat I'm gonna be the funny guy. I I try to be the tough guy. I try to be mm-hmm. the oh let me try to act like I'm super confident, like I'm the hottest thing in the world. Failed that miserably. Then I found my you know my niche. Like all right, I'm uh, I'm I'm the funny guy. I'm gonna try to excel at that. And what ended up happening was I gained confidence through that. And but I I've had awkward moments like how we were just talking about with girls. We everybody has awkward moments. We all failed at points, but you learn from them. And then when I've gotten like my first job and being around other women and stuff, not from school. Now you know you have to play the field a different way. Every single field I've been in just forced me to either double down on the funny guy or be some other guy but overall i was trying to better myself i was trying to find where i was comfortable where i was confident and through all that made me you know not shy i honest and i did acting and stuff so that kind of also helped yeah that does help i don't know but the point i'm trying to get at is that in in high school and in your first job in college whatever the case may be you need to put yourself in these situations and yeah it's okay you're still trying to find yourself <clears throat> excuse me you're still trying to find yourself it's your job to put yourself in all these different situations to see where you excel uh you know to and at the end of the day try to talk to girls or not as be as shy i don't know but i guess in the end of the day it, 
to an extent, it's it's kind of not okay to be shy once you're like you know fucking thirty. Yeah. 40. No, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Completely. There's a difference between being confident and antisocial. Like, oh, I can talk to anybody. I just don't want. To. Yeah, and I think that's where it starts to go. Whenever you start to get older, is like it goes from being shy to just being antisocial. Yeah. Like you start to have some sort of resentment for everybody else around you, and so you're like, well, screw it. I'm just going to stay at home because nobody wants to talk to me, anyways. And that's just not a good mindset to have. It's not, no. Because um, all that's going to do is just lead to even more negativity. And then you're just going to be caught in a downward spiral. I mean, I I was shy, but I still knew how to talk to people to a certain extent. I mean, I wasn't really confident, but I could go up to somebody and strike up a conversation if I had the energy to. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there was this one... Um, there's this one instance I was at a wrestling tournament and there was this girl wrestler there and she was about to go like wrestle on the mat right next to mine. And so I just went up to her. I was like, Hey, you know, have a good fight. Well, you know, give it your all. She's like, yeah, hey, thanks. You too. And, um, there was actually a guy in my weight class that came up to me later and he was like, how'd you do that? <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean? How did they do what? He's like, how'd you just go up to her and talk to her? I was like, I just said, you know, have a good match. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? It's not like we were having a 30-minute conversation about the nature of God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, we weren't talking about politics. Yeah. I just, you know, hey, have a good one. That's that's really it. That's it. And, and I could kind of see it click in his head. He was like, oh, it's just a normal conversation like i don't have any intentions to do anything there's no ulterior motive yeah it's just thumbs up have a good one you know may the best person win yeah um or and and if anything is right there it could have been like hey have a good match i'm a little nervous oh no don't be yeah yeah, you got this i really appreciate that like you have any tips no i try to do that there you go there's a conversation right there she'd probably have some tips for me yeah and power to her you know like but the whole point is it starts with have a good match yeah yeah. that's it and that was sophomore year and i was way less confident i think i think the thing that made me the most confident and i was talking to my manager about this was just the restaurant industry is like meeting new people every day Mm -hmm. and talking to them and having to make them laugh and and especially whenever your money revolves around it mm-hmm. like giving good service or being a good bartender that has made me entirely more confident than anything else i yeah. think um and it was it was almost like a completely different person whenever yeah. i started working versus just like being in high school um and and like to me it's not a problem of being shy like you can be shy as long as you know how to take risks Okay, that's good. Yeah. Right? Like, you can be a quiet, you know, person, but still go out and take risks and learn how to handle the disappointment, learn how to handle rejection and everything, and be a completely normal person and and just be shy as well. Like, I'm not the most talkative guy unless I know somebody like I know you. Yeah. And we're having like a a decent conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's it's just a matter of taking... Of, of knowing you're like, all right, yeah, it's a little risky situation, but I'm, I'm going to go for it because that's all that matters. And whatever comes of it, just the fact that I'm going for it is all that matters. And it goes back to the point that we made 
what, 30 minutes ago? You just got to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to keep on walking. Like, there's no other option. You just got to keep moving, keep your head up, have a smile on your face, just keep going. And it's not going to be easy. It's it's definitely been hard for me, especially the smiling part, because I'm a pretty depressive guy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty sad boy, typically, but it's just something that you've got to do. Yeah. And so, I mean, like you said, I, I can empathize with with people who are shy to a certain extent. Yeah. But you also just need to throw caution to the wind every now and then, you know, you just got to you just got to do it. The thing I, I like, it's many, I've heard this in the restaurant industry, but I mean, I like it in general. Uh, be a duck. You ever heard that before? Mm-mm. I like the saying. Be a duck. And I, I, I think about it. Make that bread. Get that bread. That could be a thing too. But no, the, the way the person said it, it was like, when you see a duck in the water, looks calm it looks majestic but underwater yeah the fear goes yeah so it's like be calm on the surface inside you're screaming like oh fucking Uh like especially the restaurant like i'll be like you know moving around but it's like outside i look like oh i I know what i'm doing inside i'm just someone shoot me Mm -hmm. but uh so it's one of the greatest things i've ever heard is like you know be a duck and not necessarily just with restaurant you could apply it to everything in life and you know that's a good one i I've been shy, of course. Everybody's been shy. And I don't think I fully knocked it. Like, I think I fully knocked it when I was, like, maybe around 22. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. Like, there wasn't, like, a profound situation. I just think it was around there. Because I've been a very confident dude for a long time now. So, so I think, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, well, I am I'm sympathize, yeah. It, I was just going to say, it's a gradual change. Like, it doesn't happen overnight. No. You know, it's it's something that you get literally going to the grocery store and asking for help. Hey, where's this Where's this certain can of beans? I, I just, I need this certain can of beans, you know? Or, or just admitting whenever you messed up. Hey, I broke, I broke this shelf. I need, I need your help fixing it, you know, or I need to go get my car's oil changed and I got to talk to the mechanic and yeah. uh, maybe laugh at one of his dumb jokes or something or, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's little gradual steps like that. Um, and you just work your way up. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine who was, you know, he was more of a ladies man than me. He, uh, not that I'm a ladies man. <laughs> uh, I, I like what he told me. It was one of the greatest advice was that, when he was trying to get me out of my comfort uh, shell, comfort zone, whatever, he uh, he said, "What are you afraid of?" And I was just like, "I don't know. I'm I'm afraid of getting rejected, I guess, and 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 feeling embarrassed, feeling stupid." And he said, "Okay, but understand that like the worst thing a girl can say is no. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, ninety nine percent of the time." She's going to be really nice about it. Like, hey, I appreciate it, but not interested. They're done. It's over. Yeah. That's the worst that's ever going to happen as far as rejection. She's not going to stab you. She's not going to steal all your money. She's not going to break your car. She's just going to say no. That's Mm -hmm. it. You need to grasp that and understand, like, once you have accepted that that's the worst that it's honestly ever going to be, 
and you just need to move forward. Use that information to however you like. And it was so true. I it, it took me a minute to digest. But yeah, I've when I would, you know, just talk to a girl and be I'm interested and let her know. And then, you know, she'll reject me and I'm like, yeah, that was the worst. That's it. Like, I still got my health. I still got my money. Like, life is still going on. All right, cool. And then after that, that's one of the things that broke my shyness was accepting that that, that was the worst possible scenario, honestly. And it's just her saying no. And it wasn't a big deal. And I moved on. And that was it. Yeah. I mean, generally, I think the the pain that you're going to put yourself through will be worse than just yeah. the initial conversation of being rejected. Um, but I, I also think generally, if if you get to a point where you're older and you haven't had much experience with, with women, oh, sucks. it will get harder and harder. And women will get harsher and harsher because they know what to expect, mm. right? Like high school is much different from graduate school, right? Like if you're meeting a girl in high school, yeah, they're going to be pretty soft with you. Right. I mean, they, there's a chance they may be like, no, you smell bad, you're gross. Right. Like, and, and that's it. And you, you realize what you got to change, but graduate school and you still smell bad. I mean, they're going to, they're going to let you know, Yeah, they're going to really let you know, and that's going to hurt, but it's a chance for growth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an opportunity to go, okay, maybe I should take a shower and brush my teeth before <laughs> I go and talk to some girl. If you made it all that way to graduate, I don't, you have dude there people do that is true people do and and i'm shit talking now yeah but i think generally the you know your weaknesses more than everybody else and you're gonna pick at those weaknesses before anybody else even knows what you're doing right so like if i'm upset at myself or something i'm going to tear myself down and it's gonna hurt you know Mm -hmm. versus somebody else saying something to me giving me some sort of criticism i'm able to handle that so much more so so much better mm-hmm. at least that's in my experience I, I know everything's subjective and it's harder to hear things from somebody that you really like and i've been there too right like i've learned you to spend, really appreciate it honestly. yeah i mean i i have too but whenever you spend a lot of time talking to somebody and and texting somebody and like i remember in high school like i was all about this girl like sat next to her in class and everything and even took her out on a date, led nowhere, mm-hmm. led nowhere. And um, yeah, I'm cool with that. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. It, it's just the way that it goes. And you just got to walk with it. Mm-hmm. You just got to be like, all right, and pick up the pieces and and learn from it and, and move on to the next. Um, and that's another part of accepting like the risk, you know, is like, yeah, maybe I could have said something better. Maybe I could have done something, you know, a little bit more romantic or whatever, or shit, less romantic, whatever. But <laughs> that was way too way over the line. Yeah, way over the line. I told line. her I loved it the first time I met her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I maybe toned it down a bit. Yeah, I was writing long poetry and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, but hey, it's it's a part of life. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it goes. So. You just got to learn how to how to handle it, and and you got to know yourself and know your capabilities, and yeah, I mean, uh, 
I'm trying to think of like a good practical. I want to have a girl on the show, one of my friends, and, and, and uh, one day I will, and just ask her like, hey, you know, like, how would you want a guy to approach you in, in, in a sense? Because uh, I know some guys that are shy are, that's one thing that they're being, uh, I had a friend of mine tell me this, where it's like, you know, I'll be honest, I don't know how to approach him. Like, what do I say? And like yeah, you said with the, the with, with the match, even though you weren't interested, you didn't have like an ulterior motive. You were just like genuine. Hey, have a good match. That's mm-hmm. it. And uh, yeah, do people really really do be overthinking it? It's just like yeah, that's another thing. You gotta get out of your I head. Say? You fucking say hi. Mm-hmm. Just be nice. Just don't be creepy. The, in, in a way, women can sense that. I know oh yeah. Like if if you're creepy or super shy, it's it's weird. That's it's like, what's hi it's like yeah dude, just be calm like it luckily i'm not gonna stab you <laughs> luckily no. yeah like that story that i just told yeah happened pretty early on my um in my in my adolescence um and i'm sure i was a little creepy but like you get out of that right oh, and that's God. what's bad now is like watching guys our age become <laughs> creepy <laughs> like dude you got to back up. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to take a completely different approach to this shit because it is not working. Yeah. That is the, that, like, nothing makes my skin crawl more than that. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Oh, man. I, uh, if I ever have a son and he gets to that point, I'm going to tell him, you know, I, I might mess with him a little bit, be like, no, nah, man, I was a player. What are you talking about? Like, wow, you're weird. Are you sure, my kid? But no, I, like, I'm, I'm going to tell him. It's like, no, nah, dude, there's nothing that you've done that I I cringed what I'd done. Like, the first 10 girls I talked to, I, I was figuring out something. I didn't get it right. If so it's I not keeping mother. you up at night, yeah, you're yeah. doing something wrong. That Oh, that's a good one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's a good one. Because, like, there's a lot of stuff where I'm just like, fuck, why? How did I even get away with doing stuff like that? Like, why? Did, I should have been so, I, I should have been bullied so much harder than what I actually was. Like, <laughs> you go to your high school reunion, you're like, you guys should have bullied me yeah. way more. I don't deserve <laughs> to get away with that. What are you talking about? But, yeah, I mean, it's true, man. Like, if you don't have cringy moments like that, then you're doing something wrong, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has to have a cringe. That's what makes you, I'm sorry, normal. People uh-huh. can be like, oh, that's not politically correct, normal. I, no, you know what I mean. Shut up. Yeah, everybody has to have cringy moments. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. Can't get away from it. Three things are constant in this world. Death, taxes, and cringy moments. So. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Damn. Oh, fuck. That sucks. That's that a part sucks. of growth. Yeah. There's going to be somebody out there be like, no, I don't have a cringy moment. But you can stay the fuck away from me. Exactly. It's like, motherfucker, you're a sociopath. <laughs> then. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're that sure of yourself, then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to know you. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's all I want to say. It's just like, I mean, I'm glad we, we had this talk of a shyness. It's like. Listen, I'm not trying to hate on you, but if if you're a young person, if you come up to me and be like, hey, DJ, I'm still pretty shy. How old are you? I'm 18. You're fine. Give it some time. 
but take small it's risks. good that you know that and slowly work at it. You're not going to be unshy 19, maybe. Who knows? Maybe you're a miracle. But work on it. Mm-hmm. That's all. You come up to me, hey, man, I'm so shy. You look old. Yeah, I'm like 45. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm not a therapist. You're I don't a lost know. cause. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah. say that, but it's like... No, Dude, don't come up to cause. me. I don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. It's like, Quit watching anime. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Except I watch anime sometimes. But, but you're like, not 45. I know what you, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, here, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. All right. Um, what makes... Do you follow any journalists kind of thing? Somewhat. 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 Uh, what makes a great journalist? Like, do you... Yeah, in my opinion, opinion yeah um no the world's opinion <laughs> well the world's opinion right now oh fuck the world's opinion i was just kidding <laughs> well i was just saying okay it, it, like we said before it's a lot of activism yeah um it, truth to power mm-hmm. right but i don't agree with that like i think journalists should hold those who are in higher positions to the fire like, like to me, journalism is about informing the public about what's going on beneath the surface, especially whenever it comes to our leaders and to our culture and, and to how everything is shifting. I think it's not about making everyone feel comfortable. It's about telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about writing. Well, I mean, writing a good story is important of course because you want people to be invested in it you want people to read it so it's important to be a good writer and to know what the story is about before you even start it right to have like a solid plan so that way you don't get lost in the weeds Mm -hmm. but i think it should have an underlying message of this is wrong and we're here to tell you about it so we can all fix it together right like that's a good, especially like that last part. So we can fix it together. Right. I I feel like this is just my dumb opinion. I feel like now people want to point out bad things that you did and hold it over your head and not have you fix it. Just uh, to ruin you. Yeah, kind of with the whole cancel culture. Like, here's what you said ten years ago, and and stuff. Uh, like, ah, I have proof that you said this bad thing ten years ago. And it's like, all right, cool. Did I mm-hmm. say that now? Like. All right. It, like, you don't want me to fix it. It seems like you just kind of want to beat me up about it. Kind of right. want to smear me about it. Am I doing that bad thing now? No. Mm-hmm. That's why, in a way, uh, like, I mean, I'm not going to run a politically correct show. I might say things are politically incorrect. I don't give a shit. Uh, people are mad that I even cuss right now. It's like, all right, cool. Um, do you pay my bills? I was like, yeah. no, I don't care. So uh, <laughs> with, with that being said... You know, I welcome that. I can't wait to somebody. I hope I become famous enough to the point where they're like, look what this DJ said 10 years ago. Just so I can not apologize and be like, yeah, I said that. Yeah. 10 years ago. I said that. Uh-huh. Did I say that now? No. No. All right, cool. Move on. Yeah. Let's go. We, we we all grow. We all change. Our mm-hmm. opinions change every day, mm-hmm. probably. So it's like, yeah, especially yeah, me. why even bring it up? Like, it's all so far behind you. Give me a time machine. Let me see if I'll fix it. I mm-hmm. won't out of spite because you it's pissing you off, which actually makes me smile. The fact that I'm pissing somebody off by just being myself. That's awesome. So, you know. But yeah, I mean, I, 
people are going to get mad either way. Mm-hmm. People are going to get upset because the truth is hard to handle. And a lot of people can't handle it, especially nowadays. Yeah, that's so true. But it's still very important to do so. And especially now, because it's so rare. Like I can really only think of a Glenn Greenwald is is one journalist who's pretty popular, but he's actually doing good work mm-hmm. and like exposing corruption for what it is and talking about it and finding large government scandals, specifically in Brazil, that I mean, it would just ruin the politicians and the I'm pretty sure it's the president of oh, wow. Brazil that you know it's important to hear mm-hmm. and the people need to hear it because they they deserve to be informed and like personally for me i believe all information should be free mm-hmm. i believe that nothing should be censored except for active military engagements that need to be hidden so the, in order to happen. in order to work properly mm-hmm. right but i think after a certain point we should know about it like we should hear what our brothers and sons had to go and do in order to protect and serve our country right like and daughters you sexist bastard well yeah i mean i was talking more about like historically right like stuff from the cold war yeah you know like like what were they doing because a lot of that stuff is still blacklisted like Mm -hmm. you can't access stuff like that um what's the cia been up to Mm -hmm. you know like really been up to i think all that stuff is important to know because we're active citizens of this country. We're putting these people in power. We're voting for people, you know, we're keeping them in power. I mean, the CIA, obviously you don't vote people in for the CIA, but they're working for us. Yeah. It's for the people, Mm -hmm. by the people. So it should be, (laughs) we should be telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, really want to focus on and that's that's another reason why i don't want to work for a corporation that is just going to spout lies and 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 propaganda and activism i mean you know it's there's no point to me just to make people feel good is it's i don't want to do that i want to i want to educate people Mm -hmm. you know and i want to i want to help people out and and do that by showing them the way even if it hurts this is the way yeah <laughs> no yeah um kind of i mean that's powerful shit man uh kind of with the truth um it it does suck how uh i mean i know like as an individual sometimes you like to think oh man you know if the world was like me things would be you know solid i i I, I love the truth, even if it fucking hurts. If it hurts, oh my god, the more the better, um, because it makes me better. It when somebody, but it, I mean, if it comes from a place of love, like if somebody, again, the table is like such a small but perfect example. When you said, "Hey man, you need a bigger table," it came from a place of love. You cared, and you weren't trying to hurt my feelings. You didn't, but at that moment, you didn't know how I was gonna take it, but you didn't care. You were just like, he needs right. to know. That's it. And it's to improve. In your mind, you didn't care about my feelings. You didn't care about anything. You saw improvement. Like, hey, this truth is an improvement. Just like the guy who he didn't know me motivated me to start this podcast. He was yelling at me. He was cussing me out. He was like, dude, 
just do it. Don't be a little bitch. Do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the only person holding you back is you. And and he was right. He didn't care about my feelings. It, like and and I mean, I know it's 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 so cliche to say where you know to tell people it's like, oh man, you just need to suck it up. I get it. The truth hurts. It, it there is some form of sting to it but you need to learn to embrace that because it really does make you yeah oh yeah and and like i know you know this because you and i are pretty tight but like i mean i was hiding from my truth for a long time Mm -hmm. and just recently it's it 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 all hit me like a brick wall and it sucker punched me Mm -hmm. and um there like yeah there's no other choice but to embrace it yeah like I was on a split path and I could either go one way or the other. And it was very clear to me that one way was the wrong way. And I had to accept my actions and the wrongdoings that I was performing in order to continue to move on and to live my personal truth. Yeah. And I, I would think it would be so unfair for me to get into a position where I am telling people information like that and then lying to myself at the same time. Like, it's just so hypocritical that... That's what pisses me off the most in this world is hypocrites. Like, yeah. I'm a very... Cons- I try to be very consistent. I am a very consistent... I try dude. to. I mean, and, and nobody's perfect, right? Nobody's perfect, and... no. But, uh, yeah, if if you're a hypocrite, like, man, do you really feel comfortable, like, in your shell? Do you not feel this guy? I, I've, I've flip-flopped before. Everybody has. And then I feel so disgusted with myself. I'm just like, you Not know what? Too. No, screw that. I, I need to be very consistent. Yeah. And now, I mean, I'm lucky where, honestly, I can be blunt with somebody, but come from, again, from a place of love, compassion, and just be like, listen, man, if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, man, I want your opinion on this, I'll give them the choice right there. It's like, do you want my honest opinion or do you want me to give you one of those little white lights that can't hurt your mm-hmm. feelings? I'll give you that option. Do you want me to sugarcoat shit or do you just want me to rip the bandaid off? Like, I'll I'll give you that option. And then if they say, no, I want you to be for real, I'll be like, you could have done better. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I like what you're doing. I like where your head's at. Your heart's in the right place. Your execution was poor. I'll talk, like, again, with my cousin last call, he's a great DJ. Uh, I've, I've criticized him with some stuff. And, but I've never said like oh you suck or anything it's like no man hey you're good i don't want to get to your head you can be better you know don't be cocky i'll tell that to anybody i'll be very concerned but i'm not going to just give my opinion unwarranted if you come up to me and you ask for it i'll give it to you Mm -hmm. but uh, uh, until then i'm just gonna you know shut my mouth but that doesn't mean you figured out for your own yeah but I, i i i know that I'm lucky to say that, you know, I welcome the truth. If if somebody right now, if they're listening to this and they're and they come to a moment where, you know, they either have to tell me the truth, the hard truth, or give me a white lie. If you give me a white lie, you don't love me. I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. that right now. If you give me, oh, you're trying to protect my feelings, fuck you. Like right. really. Uh like especially those who know me. Like, I mean, I joke around going like, oh, I have no feelings, oh, I have no emotions. But no, really, I'm very in control of them. If you don't tell me the truth that can potentially make me better, you're gonna give me a white lie. I will sense that, and I will cut you out. Like mm-hmm. it's it's as simple as that. And 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 people need to hear that kind of harsh words to know. Like, all right, listen, 
Like, I, I, I need to be straight with them. And then at the same time, you know, I get it with some friends and family. It's just a little bit uncomfortable, but you need to. Slowly, I, I believe people will appreciate that. And kind of going back with the journalist things, yes, the, uh, the public, a lot of people will probably hate you for kind of exposing something. But overall, I, I really do believe, I, I'm an optimistic guy. Uh, I really do believe at the first they'll be angry, but eventually they'll say, you know, I know I needed to know that Mm -hmm. I didn't want to know that ignorance is bliss, but I did. Well, it's like historically, um, if you go back to the industrial era, like journalism, journalists were low paid. They weren't popular. I mean, they were there to control the, the monopolies. They were there to talk about what was going on. Do you a think lot of it was more like... pure back then? Do what? Uh, journalists, do you think it was more pure back then? In a way, there was also a lot of corruption, like okay. a lot of yellow journalism. Like I've heard that term, but I never... The Spanish-American War, like they really were one of the main factors in, behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, just because it was starting out and there was no real regulation but they were it was dangerous mm-hmm. right and um there was like actual risks to telling the truth and i think that now the risks have increased so much to telling the truth that they'll just kill you honestly i think if someone if if you break a big enough story they'll just put you down um you don't think that happens here in the states do you like people getting whacked because no because people don't do it because people, oh, okay. Because it just, yeah, it got too big, and they were like, "We're just gonna focus on something else." Hmm. I mean, we're uh, gonna start helping the establishment instead of going up against it. I mean, I, I do think personally, that's what I see. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong, you know. And I, honestly, I've stopped watching the news as much recently because I was in such a dark place, and I was consuming a ton of it. Yeah. And it would it didn't it didn't do me any favors. But I do follow some news sources, um, both from the left and right. Um like I do have my political standings, but I, I, I try to keep that private because mm-hmm. like there's no point. Um, yeah, I mean exactly. But if I tell you my values, people can like probably be like, Oh, okay, I know where it's it but it's whatever. I'm not about to spew it. I follow what I follow. That's it. Uh but I'll I'll listen to both sides and I do see kinda that there is like this small rebellion kinda try like you said, trying to expose uh the truth and all that stuff. But uh yeah I I do agree with you that it ha- the vast majority has become corporatized that they're not trying to expose it so much because they're corporatized. Yeah. Yeah. You know. um, so do you think in a way, I-, I-, I got a buddy of mine. She's, she's a journalist major. I don't know what she's doing right now. She's in Chicago, but um, uh, do you think in a way, like I hate to be pessimistic about it, but uh, do you think journalism is like, kind of dying down or like it's like in a sense yeah like the true essence of it like i think tv journalism is for sure i think it's definitely turning more internet based more independent based um 
But in the, is an independent base like a little bit better because oh hey, I'm not controlled by anybody, so I'm actually going to try to be pure and try to expose stuff. It would be if you didn't have big tech censorship. Mm, there you go. Um, I mean, yeah, like there's always some sort of controlling hand that's trying to keep people quiet. Mm. Um, and back in the day, like even as you know, like 2015, like you could say really anything. And nobody would think that you'd be kicked off the internet. Yeah. But now they're actually, they've kicked people off the internet. And like, regardless of where you stand on their politics, like that's not okay. No. Right? Like they deserve to speak, especially in America. It's in the damn constitution. It's in the bill of rights. Yeah. Like people don't appreciate that. Yeah. It's like, if you actually sit down and just like read all that, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and you actually digest that down, you realize even, like, again, with freedom of speech, man, I don't like the fact that you said that. But, but you, you have you, the right to you say are it. are allowed to say, who am yeah. I, me of flesh and blood, to take that away from you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again, this and it kind of goes back to me just being a very chill, not emotional dude. I've been bullied. I've had, you know, bad shit. Even from, like, close friends who've done, like, some pretty nasty things to me. Oh, yeah. And stuff. Like, yeah. And and I've had some family members, too. And it's just, like, this really bad shit. Shrug it off. Mm-hmm. It sucks that I, I had to go through that at times. But, like, I've kept a level head. Uh, and... Yeah, it's just, mm, yeah, you said that, whatever, stung, but um, I'm going to get through this. Yeah. And you know what? And I never once thought, man, I wish I could, like, arrest you or or censor you. I've never once thought that. I just thought, like, I'm just going to be better than you. Mm -hmm. Whatever in life, whatever it is. But, like, easily, like, oh, I'll try to make more money than you. I'm just going to push myself. Yeah. I just... I'm just going to turn this negative feeling into a motivation. A part of it, and and like this is where I'm going to get a little bit philosophical. Uh, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, uh, I, I, I wrote a paper um, in in the 10th grade. I will always remember this. I, honestly, it's like one of the, I wish I could like find that archive that, uh, but I remember it. it. It was like, I wrote about, how martial art is honestly the key to peace on earth kind of thing. Uh, uh, and I'm being really uh, like, oh, in general kind of about it, but in, in a way I do believe in it uh, because man, martial art has been just honestly the key to my happiness To It's that uh, I've like, and I've told you this uh, before, the greatest moments in my life the greatest lessons i've ever learned in my life was or the greatest moments was getting punched in the face Mm -hmm. and getting choked out those two were like the one of the best lessons i've ever learned in my life because getting punched in the face made me learn two very important things one man this fucking sucks i don't want to get punched again but i'm not dead but i'm not dead like but and, and 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 like but let me you know so somebody hit me, I can also deal that pain to somebody else. So 
you know, let me control my own strength. Let me work on that. I am more powerful than I realize. Like, one, getting hit sucks. I don't want to deal that to somebody willy-nilly. But at the same time, I am powerful. I can mm -hmm. take a hit. I'm not made of glass. I'm still here. So that's what I've learned with that. And then getting choked out, uh, it was like, man, this this situation I'm in, it sucks. I'm suffocating. And it can be related with finances. It's like we've all been there with finances. It's like we, if you're, you know, struggling with money, it feels like you're suffocating. It's like getting choked out. But what I've learned is, there's a way out of it. You're mm -hmm. Not out yet. There's a way out of it. It sucks. You're in a bad situation. Step one isn't going to get you out. You got to do 10 steps or, you know, relatively. But you you can't do step number nine until you do step number eight. But you can't do step number eight until you do step number seven mm -hmm. and all the way down to one. So in order to do step number two, you got to do step number one. Follow these steps. Keep a calm head. Keep under pressure. You're in a bad spot. But do step number one, work your way up, you'll get out, you'll be fine. But you got to learn that. And and I, I mean, I won't go into too much depth about it, because then we'll be here for like three more hours. But <laughs> the point is that it, with martial art, everything I've learned there can be applied to the outside life. And for sure. And the thing about it is that uh, uh, also it's. And, and and this is a, a silly thing, but it's a very real thing, is that especially when you work out, like you started working out again and you feel this, you, not necessarily with just martial arts. It's when you're active, when you're in the gym, you're grinding. Afterwards, you're tired. You're mm -hmm. hungry. You grab that shower. You eat that food. You just want to chill. You want to yeah. be relaxed. Martial art, with that, I learned that at a young age to the point where I'm like, I'm too tired to focus on this negative stuff in on the world. The I don't have time for it. So when dealing with like the ugly things in the world, I'm just, and people go like, oh, how, how are you not mad about this? And did you hear what the president said? Did you hear about, I don't, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. It's not helping my workout. It's not helping me make more money. I, I just don't got time for it. Really? Like there I was, just, I want to focus on me. There was um some comedian. I can't remember his name. He was just like, yeah, I don't focus on politics because politics are losers. <laughs> I was like, it's true. <laughs> That's the, yeah. They're overpaid losers, man. Yeah. They're bitches, too. Uh -huh. So uh, I was talking to a friend and she was just joking. She was like, you should run for mayor. I was like, fuck no. And she was like, but if you're a successful mayor, you could run for governor. And then who knows? I'm like, every politician is a professional bitch. And one day I'll, I can't wait to have a politician on my show and I'll talk to him and I'll tell him. You're a professional bitch. Servers at a restaurant, you're a professional bitch. Oh, all yeah. right, listen, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Know what you are, you're a professional bitch. But politicians are overpaid professional bitches. Mm -hmm. I agree. But yeah, so in closing to my long little monologue is that with, with martial art, but not necessarily just with martial arts, it's that, you know, you need to get to a place where you work on yourself you literally work on yourself so much that you're you're so tired and you own when you're recovering you want to focus on your recovery eating right uh uh being around good people you want to focus on that in your recovery 
that you realize you don't have time for all these bullshits in the world. You, like you just you, you see it, you acknowledge it. If it crosses this line, I'm a, I'm gonna address it. Until then, I'm a I'm gonna be fine in my own little thing. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so in control of my emotions. That's one of the reasons why I'm so in a way optimistic. It's because, uh, you know, I know what I can deal. I know what I can take. Once, once something crosses my line, I will address it. But until then, I'm gonna sit pretty. I'm yeah. Chill. No, I'm, I'm I'm in the same boat. I mean, I I I did a little martial arts. I didn't go as far as you, um, obviously. But you know, I've been I've taken hard hits and had to get back up mm-hmm. and get back in line to run more drills or you know get back down on the mat and and try and you done wrestle you done yeah. football i mean like, I, yeah and then i've also been choked out outside of that area just like on concrete and luckily i was able to sort of weasel my way out of that but yeah i mean shit like that happens and honestly little anecdote i forgot that that happened <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it was so long ago i forgot that, that happened until i was talking i was catching back up with a friend and we were just talking about like high school and he was like didn't you get choked out that one time i was like oh yeah i that did happen. yeah that was that was interesting um i don't know i guess i just repressed it but <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah it's it's just one of those things um you just got to deal with and and you you have that realization of like okay i'm in a tight spot but i'm able to get out of it mm-hmm. and i'm certainly not dead and that's all that matters. And, you know, I'm, I've just got to shake it off and be a duck and just scream on the inside and keep calm on the outside. And it's all going to pass away. It's all it's all just going to fade into nothingness eventually. That's how I feel like, again, that's why, you know, freedom of speech is so important. It's because like somebody now back then, don't get me wrong, back then when I was like in high school or middle school, somebody said an ugly thing to me, man, I just wanted to. Beat the living fuck out of them. Like, yes, it pissed me off. Now you say something ugly to me, I'll be like, who are you? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, don't you wish you could censor that person? No. No. I'm, I'm good. He's Maybe probably ask right. Me, ask me when I was like 12 <laughs> years old. Yeah, because I didn't know any better because I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. And I got better things to do. I'm not going to censor you. I don't care. I'm just going to move. I'm not even going to pull out my phone and record you and put you on blast. Like, oh, look at this person being rude to me. Let's dox this person. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I'm just going to move on. Why? Because if you're a dude and you're crossing my line, I'm going to tell you, this is a real mindset. This is what I really do think about. If some guy is being really ugly to me and and insulting me or my friends and stuff, if I'm in a position, like, all right, man, you need to leave. I'm, I'm going to try to yeah. make you leave I'm, or get security, whatever, and I'm just going to push you out. You come, again, metaphorically, but also very literally, you cross my line. I'm going, you're forcing me to take action. And I will take action because I'm a confident person. I know what I'm capable of. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm a Kung Fu master. No, but I don't want you to cross my line. I'm not inviting you to cross my line. I'm just and- letting you know I have a line, you cross it, I'm going to do things. Yeah. And we're also old enough to like 
completely own weapons and everything mm -hmm. and do so it's like yeah go, go ahead and cross it i'll shoot you <laughs> exactly <laughs> like it's just like I, I listen i don't again i don't want to yeah god Your forbid me do it. yeah or nothing once it's physical that's a whole different talk mm -hmm. it, it's like okay i'm forced to take action breaking just, my house breaking that's a line i'm gonna shoot you yeah <laughs> like, i know what i'm doing exactly. i've done the training i've taken the time to learn about it mm -hmm. and to learn about myself to know that i'm i'm able to and, to to shoot you and that's what i'm saying is like that's getting punched in the face i know i can deal with that same pain i know it hurts i know what i'm capable of i'm not saying i want to just go out and punch everybody in the face. No, even though that'd be awesome. Or seek no. out getting punched in the face. Ex or seek out getting punched in the face. Exactly. The point is that be I know what it's like to be bullied. I know what it's like to have ugly things said to me. And yes, when I was younger, it hurt. And I don't want to ever make somebody feel that way. So guess what? I'm not going to try to be that. I'm not going to be yeah. a bully. And I know some that's subjective. Some people would be like, oh, you are a bully. Oh, whatever. But I don't see you as a bully. Yeah, but the point is that I'm not going to shut down somebody. I, I, man, I can't believe, like in a way, I can't believe, I know I'm like circling this, but I can't believe what goes on. In the, I really want to interview somebody uh, uh, that has the power to censor. Be like, what? do you really feel good about that? Like, Hell yeah, they do. Like, Hell yeah, because I, I think that they're... They play God. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's like a power trip. They think that they're... Absolute helping everybody corrupts absolutely it's, it's yeah that famous thing it's fun <sighs> but to me it just shows fear it does and and it, before anything else it shows you're scared and that you're willing to do anything to to put it away you know and um oh i'm protecting you like, right really yeah no, no you're not you're not not at all um yeah that's what makes me mad the most it does yeah no censorship and I mean, it's whatever. It'll change. I think people are waking up to it. I'm pretty hopeful about the future. Um, I don't think it's going to get much worse than how it is already. I think with all the stuff that's been going on, um, I think it can get worse. Oh, it definitely I, can. I'm. But I think again, people would. I think people are going to kind of stop it in its tracks. I think like together. Yeah. People are just going to be so fed up. They're going to be like, "All right, enough. We got to completely change it all." I like what you said earlier about how you know with journalists back then it was or good ones at least it's like hey you you expose something bad about somebody some company whatever it's like hey how can we fix this mm -hmm. it really do it really does need to be seen through that kind of lens it's like hey i just exposed you let's fix it. i'm not let's, gonna beat you let's over. fix this together let's yeah. fix this together not someone not one person fixing it for everybody else Let's all have a say in how to fix it so we can all be happy and, and live in peace, you know, and, and know that it's going to get fixed because we're the greatest country in the world mm -hmm. and, and whatever we want to do, we can do. Yeah. All right. Like it, we just need to do it. We just need to fucking do it. See, and, and this is, again, this is one of the things where, again, people are going to get annoyed by me. <laughs> I relate everything with martial arts. It's there is no greater joy than teaching somebody, you know, in your class. You don't know their religion. You don't know their political affiliation. 
you don't know their lifestyle. You don't know whether they're, they eat meat or vegetarian. You just don't know. Maybe you do whatever. But the point is you help each other in that class. And But it's a small example. It's You're helping everybody in that class because you all share the same thing. You all want to be better. You're all, you're all having fun. You're all getting fit. Just take that and amplify it to everything else. Like as you and I, we work together. We don't want another server to go down. Why? Because then it's going to hurt us. It's going to come back. Right. But at the same time, we don't. We genuinely don't want to see somebody, you know, suffer and get hurt. We'll mm-hmm. help you. I do believe in some avenues, not all, that there are people who, you know, they 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 have that cutthroat mentality. Like, no, I will throw you under the bus in order to get where I need to be, and that fucking sucks. It's like. You, you you know you can all rise together. You don't need to be you know, cutting you know, uh, uh, be so cutthroat about right. It. Yeah. And I I've met people like that. I'm pretty sure you've met people like that. For sure. And they're just not good people to be around. No. But it's things like that where, it's, it's not hard to help your community, help to help your neighbor, because if they succeed, you succeed. Mm-hmm. Not like oh you're piggybacking off. It's. Oh, it felt good to help that person. And I've actually learned something or I've gained something helping them, not selfishly, but like just because I genuinely want to help. Right. It's so cliche, but it's so real too. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why it's cliche. Yeah. Because it's so real that it's been overstated and people just kind of throw it to the wayside, but it shouldn't be. Like it should be the actual way that people function and like look at their neighbor and be like, okay, yeah. You know, I may, I may not agree with him on who he voted for, but I'm going to help him mow his lawn because he's an older guy and, you know, he doesn't need to be out in the sun for too long, right? They're like, I've got the time to do it. So, and my lawn's already mowed. So let me help out because I've got the energy, I've got the effort, you know, and I'm not looking for anything in return. It's just the nice thing to do. And maybe one day it'll be repaid. You know, he'll see me with a flat tire and he'll stop to help me out. Right. Like, and that, that happens. Mm-hmm. I just broke your chair. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it just like breaks yeah, down. It completely breaks. <laughs> Shit. It's fine. Um, it's just like a little cap. But so, no, yeah. Yeah. No, that was awesome. I, 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 I love that, that we took it there. Um, so, uh, uh, we'll, we'll almost come to, a. uh, uh Stopping point. I do want to ask you these two questions just because, like, I, I I think it's really cool. So you're into books. I'm not. Like, I, I'm trying to get into it. Uh, so what are your some of your favorite books and slash? How would you? How should someone go about you know starting to read books? I mean, <laughs> just say not read if you need to read. Like, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I really got into reading when I was small Um, because when I, I mean, we weren't, we didn't come from, my parents were both working and in college whenever they had me, they had me really young. Oh, nice. So it was, it was hard for them. And there's a lot of times that the only entertainment that they could give me was just like, go to the library, pick out a ton of little kids books and just read for hours and just read to me. And so that's where it really started. And um, shout out to your parents. Yeah, shout. Out, I mean, they're great people. Super great people. I love them. Um, but 
that's where it started for me. And we, we just kind of moved forward into like larger books, the chapter books and stuff. I mean, like I remember they would read Harry Potter to me and stuff really young and, and then it just like moved on from there. And uh, I, I grew up reading a lot of fantasy as well, especially in middle school and high school. It was um, pretty much an escape from school and everything and from classes and like from all the times that I, I was getting bullied, you know, it was just, it, it was, it was great for me to just slip into another world and to see, you know, stories about kings and princes and, and children thief that turned out to be like noble people, you know, and save the world. I mean, I, I love stories like that. And I think everybody does to a certain extent. That's why they get into Star Wars or they get into Marvel or they, you know, they play video games because you can act it out. Um, but for me, it came in the form of like reading. And uh, so, I mean, Lord of the Rings was really instrumental for me. Um, Game of Thrones a little later on. Really, really fell in love with the Game of Thrones series. Need to get into that. Yeah. I, I, well, Zach has the series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Get into it. Um, I mean, those are thick books. And I think that also stops people. Um, just the fact that they're so large and people just don't have the time. They think that they're too busy. Mm-hmm. So I would say just, you know, look around, keep keep an open mind. And it sounds bad, but literally just judge a book by its cover at first. Like, see what covers strike you and just pick it up and read the back. If it doesn't look like it's going to interest you, put it back and find another book that does. And then see how far you go. Find out what you like, find out what you don't like. And then if you re- if you really want to get into it, go back and find another, you know. And I think trilogies or like sagas are a good way to do that as well because you get really invested into the story and then you're like, okay, got to get the next one, got to get the next one, I got to get the next one. And then you're like looking forward to it as you're watching all of these characters grow. All you do is start to read, you know. I'm reading, um, I'm reading two books right now. Um, one is called the hero with a thousand faces by Joseph Campbell. It's about the hero's journey and, um, ancient mythology pretty much. I mean, and modern mythology, just the human mind and our psychology and how that relates to the stories that we told our young back in the day. Um, and all of the lessons that are in it. It's really, it's it's been a pretty valuable book. Nice. And I'm also reading a, a book that just came out. Um, the Anarchist's Handbook by Michael Malice. It's a bunch of essays from um, prominent anarchists, prominent and not prominent, people who have written essays on the state and government and everything. And it's been a pretty interesting book um, just in terms of broadening how I look at our government um, and and just the world in in general. Um, But... I, I, yeah, I've always loved fantasy. I'd say one of my favorite fantasy books is Lost Gods by Brahm. Um, anybody who, who who likes fantasy like I do, I think even you would like this book. I think that'd be a great book for you to start off with because it's really easy to read. Um, and it's a great fucking story. Super, super awesome book. So, yeah, you just got to find something that you like. Yeah. Right? And I think... I think um, going through school like you said like you always hated the english and literature classes because the books probably sucked Mm -hmm. right like i remember having to sit down and having to read the scarlet letter and absolutely hating it Mm -hmm. because it's terrible 
like, yeah, I, I understand the, the importance of it for the time period and everything. And I get the story behind it. Right. But at the same time, it's a terrible book to read. Yeah. <laughs> like it, the language is so flowery that it it's just too much. And um, I think that really puts a lot of people off and they, they forget that books can be enjoyable. Um, so I, I just say you got to you got to do a little research. You got to find out what you like. Um, no, I, I like what you said, especially that that whole, oh, you can't judge a book by its cover. But you're right. You're absolutely right. There are moments. Again, I'm not a, not necessarily a book reader, but there are moments where I will we'll pick up a book and kind of look at the cover and be like, oh, that looks cool. And then I will read the back. Yeah. And sometimes I've had moments where I'll read the back. And I'm like, this looks pretty interesting or mm, whatever. I don't yeah. care. I, mean, I, do, I, do, I do the same thing with music. Like when I'm trying to find a new band to listen to, I'll just scroll through and look at the album art. Whatever album art I, I like the most, I'll just click on it and listen to it. See what it is. I guess, because I can only speak for myself, I guess what it is, and, and you're right uh, with the, the Game of Thrones, like uh, the book's huge and you're just like, oh, I don't want to commit to that. Um, it took me years to get through the series. Yeah. Um, I do think that for me, it's not even, I mean, it is the thickness of a book, but also it's just, I guess it's, uh, even if it's a book that's like 200 pages or 100 pages, whatever, I guess it's just um, where I'm scared that, oh, what if, what if I don't enjoy, what if I spend like, you know, 10, 15 bucks on this book and I don't enjoy it? Now I wasted 10, 15 bucks. Ooh, it, I just added to the shelf. And, I, but you, you've, you've already said it, do your research. And I don't know, I guess a part of me is just like, oh man, like I kind of want to already know the story before I even. Read right. It. I mean, it's, and, it's weird. But you, it, it's well, kind of going back to what we said, you just got to start. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I, I do need to just sit down. I mean, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. Like I only buy books that I I know I'm going to like. I've got a lot of books. Um, but, but at the same time, like I've been reading all my life and I know what I like. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I understand for somebody that doesn't read and they're like, books are expensive. I don't want to pay for it in order to read half of it and just sit it on a shelf and let it collect dust. So I would say go to the bookstore and like Barnes and Noble, they have little seats. They go, That's why the bookstores have coffee shops in them. So you can sit down with the book and kind of get to know it first before you decide to purchase it. Like I've done that. Just gone to Barnes and Noble and spent a couple hours just literally sitting and reading different books to see what I like. And then I'll walk off with like a stack, you know? Um, and those are pretty valuable experiences. Like, wow, I actually never thought about that. That's so true. Yeah. I've actually met people doing that. I don't know. Damn, dude. This is what I'm talking about. Like, gears turning in my head. I, I might actually... That sounds appealing. Because you want to know what it is, too. Is, and I don't know why I never thought about this. Is I always thought... No, I, I knew some books are sealed. Some books are not. But the vast majority of books aren't sealed and they have tables. You can go ahead and just start reading them. And then if you're like, damn, I am hooked. Okay, let me, I don't want to stay here forever. Let me go home. Let me buy this and let me go home and finish. 
damn dude that's what yeah. I'm talking about like oh shit yep damn but it's like I mean never realized that like my library is always open to you if you want to stop by and like look through it and just yeah see see what you like what what catches your eye I sit on the couch and just read it you know first couple chapters and be like yeah this may be for me or no no this ain't me at all you know and just put it back on the shelf and find something different yeah i mean this is pretty nerdy but my my grandfather would take me to barnes and noble and like give me like little book um with, with scavenger hunts he'd be like all right uh go find a book on stealth bombers and tell me the engine size you're like all right go to the military history section and look up the aviation books and then like you know that's pretty cool find find like the engine and stuff and and like read it and then like come back and tell him and, and he'd be enjoying a cup of coffee and reading his own book or whatever and then i would do it and he'd give me another thing to go find and i would so i would just like run through the bookstore trying to find a certain book you know that's awesome yeah i mean it was a really cool experience and i'll always have that memory with me um but there, there's always going to be something for everybody mm -hmm. it's just like shows it's just yeah. like games you know you watch a couple episodes and you're like yeah this show sucks <laughs> it's like luckily you don't have to buy it yeah. you know you're just paying for the streaming service or, or whatever but yeah yeah i mean it's just like with anything else you just gotta find the time to sit down and do, do it. Do they have that with books, like kind of like, like streaming service where oh, if you pay like ten bucks a month, you have a library of all these books. Not that I'm aware of. Um, there, I gave some guy a business idea. Yeah, just shit. Give me royalty. But I'd be afraid people would mess them up. Yeah. Unless it's all digital. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Like have like uh, it will motivate people to get one of those like Kindle things. Mm -hmm. Those things are pretty cool. My buddy's dad has one. I like I like the feel. I've got a Kindle. I I like the feel of the pages. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Uh, uh, and I, I'm with that because it's <laughs> the equivalent of owning a, a digital copy of games or movies. I like physical copy. I like physical copies too. Yeah, I, but... I'm with that. So, uh, so last question. And then we'll wrap this up. Uh, I, I try to do... This is the only kind of theme thing I try to do on my shows is... Because, uh, honestly, I'm genuinely curious. And also, it helps anybody who watches this or listens to it. Is there any advice you would give to a young person or younger you? Something that you're just like, man, I know this now. I wish I would have known this earlier. But, hey, let me go ahead and say this and hopefully... Whether somebody takes it or not, it's whatever. It's up to them. But something you want to pass down. I mean, I'm gonna have you on the show plenty of time, but still, like, just something right now. I mean, there's a lot, honestly. Like, and I think we've hit on a lot of it. Too. We do. Like, take risks. You know, mm -hmm. you just gotta do it. You just gotta. You just gotta walk through the motion. Sometimes, you gotta live your truth. Um, don't be afraid to. You gotta you gotta know when to stop too. You gotta Pass know when out. like what do you mean? If you're doing something and you're like, this ain't working, you can't keep doing it. You gotta learn from your mistakes and just try a different approach. Well, I'll play devil's advocate. So, you know, 
somebody's like, oh, you know, you should stop. It's like, no, man, that's that's quitting. Uh, you shouldn't quit. Keep going. Well, I mean, it depends on what it is, right? Oh, no. It's if it's true. a bad habit. <laughs> that's right? on being devil's advocate. Yeah. I mean, someone who's addicted to heroin. Wait, what? You gonna quit? You gonna quit? Boy, you gonna what? quit? You gotta, you gotta you keep bitch. on going. You gotta be the master of this. Yeah. You're not at that right high yet. Yeah. <laughs> or eventually, it's just gonna quit you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, exactly. It depends on what it is. Yeah. If there's if there's personal growth, and it's just making you uncomfortable, obviously well, stick with it. But if it's something that is harming you, and it's something that it's harming others yeah so here let me let me make it a little bit harder all right so you got a buddy say they're a musician and they're you know grinding at it uh they're they have a day job they're investing all their earnings into it uh and you know they're trying to make it they're trying to be the next best thing so right there do you do you tell them you know he spent like five, ten years as a musician, still doing just local, lo- local little I'd coffee have to shops. Hear it first, uh, I mean, when do when do you tell that person to quit, or do you ever tell that person to quit? Just because I, I I do got an answer, but I want to hear what you have to say. I'd say, of course, I'd have to listen to the music, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not economic. Maybe it's not worthwhile to put all of your time and effort into it. You know, maybe you need to focus on something else and then keep it on the back burner for a little bit. So that way the art will flow through you again. Right. Or, you know, is it, I think things come in waves. Mm-hmm. I think creativity especially comes in waves. It does. And you're not going to be creative 24 seven. You're not going to be writing your magnum opus, you know, and performing it in front of a thousand people all of the time. Right. You're, you're going to have rough days. You're going to have creative days. You're going to have days where you don't feel like doing it. You know, you're going to have easy days where it comes really naturally. And then the performance goes great. And like a lot of people buy your shit or buy your merch or whatever. It just depends. I mean, and it depends on the music. Mm-hmm. But I'd say, look, man, I mean, there's so much more to this life than just narrowing down, focusing on the one thing all of the time. Look at look around. See what else See what other opportunities are presented to you. And um, maybe you need to focus on something else and experience something different in order to bring that back into your art later on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would tell them. That's that's uh, along the lines of what I would say. Uh, really what I would say, I mean, but it's not any different from what you said, is that, all right, you spend all this money and time to be, say, like a great guitarist, right? Okay, I have no doubt in my mind that you're a great guitarist, but now you need to spend your money and time learning how to record yourself. Yeah, uh, or learning uh, how to market yourself. And then learning how to do that. You need to work on all these avenues that, like, if you were to draw, like, a graph, it's all pointing towards guitar. So you need to work on all these things to amplify that. And... That was a little pun with an amplifier. Well, it's like, it's well, but, another... another... Yeah sort of like to bring it back to the guitar it's like playing shit in chords mm-hmm. right like you're good at the guitar that's one string you're good at guitar and you're good at recording yourself that's two strings and then you're good at marketing yourself too that's the power chord mm-hmm. right you're hitting all three notes at once and it sounds great and you know you're able to really reap the benefits of that yeah 
and 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 that's my point is that if somebody comes up to me and's like hey dj how like do you think i'm a great guitarist yeah you're a great guitarist you just suck at marketing you suck at you know putting yourself in these other situations you need to get better at that you're a great guitarist no doubt now let's work on all these other things to put you in the limelight mm-hmm. so that i mean that's what i would say but I, um, I was just saying like like for me personally i'm a workaholic like mm-hmm. i will work myself to the bone and um like i need to know when to stop i need to know when to go on vacation mm-hmm. like i need to know when to take the time to relax yeah. and to catch my breath because if I don't, I'm just going to put myself in a bad mood. I'm going to get tired of whatever I'm doing. I'm going to burn out completely. When's the last time you ever took a vacation? It's been a couple of years. Do take one. Yeah. Take well, one. I'm going on one. When? July. Really? Same. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's not the week I'm doing it. But uh, yeah, I'm going to try to take a week off in July and just mm-hmm. just chill. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my family. Go to the at? beach. Just somewhere in florida oh nice so okay, cool. yeah, yeah um no i'm looking forward to it. i'm gonna go i i know a guy down there too i'm gonna go hang out with him i haven't seen him in a while but yeah i'm oh, looking yeah. forward to it i haven't been to a body of water in a long time that needs to change mm-hmm. it's been a couple years for me but yeah i mean like so that's what i was saying is like know yourself take the time to get to know yourself yes. know your capabilities know what you're willing to to take a risk on know when you're willing to stop yourself Know what's too far for you and constantly push yourself in the right direction. Because like there's so many times that I'll see somebody and like they're on, I mean, shit, even me, you know, like I've watched myself do it. You're on the right track, but you're also stabbing yourself in the back at the same time Mm. and you're hindering your own progress. So you got to be willing to cut out the fat and, and just keep moving forward but also knowing when to stop along the way in order to, you know, catch your breath, to recharge, to let your body rest so it can gain muscle, so it can, you know, go forward even stronger. No, so that's, that's what I meant. No, by, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, for sure. Uh, like, no, I'm just, I was playing devil's advocate. No, honestly, yes. Uh, uh, you do get, my, my thing about stopping real quick is that, uh, it's not a, it's not st- stopping it's slow down the only time you should ever stop is when it physically and financially hurts you that's now there's or a difference others. between or others sure and but you know if and 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 now working out like oh with an injury like oh you got hurt uh because you did a bad for no just you're not stopping you're recovering you're slowing down you know what you messed up fix it but you're not stopping stop when when you're investing in whatever craft and you're being an idiot and you're living it's forcing you to live super paycheck to paycheck or to a bad point it's like no that's when you need to stop and readjust uh but but don't but don't necessarily stop uh uh it uh, well I'll, i'll say this for myself i i wanted to be an actor for the longest time i was pursuing that and then as I was pursuing that, I realized that I wasn't happy and that also I was getting obsessed with why am I not like at least gaining something? Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that feeling. So I did stop that 
called on its track and I decided to, but I didn't have, I didn't stop the energy. I, I still wanted to. Right. You just put, shifted it into something, something else. else. And that's what matters. And now with this podcast and stuff, it's, it's, I'm so much happier. I've, I've been, yeah, just super blessed, super happy. And now I'm at that point where, you know, uh, so far knock on wood that I'm not in a, in a, in a position where, Oh, I need to stop any something right now is unhealthy for me. Everything so far is just greenlit. Everything's good. Uh, but I've had moments like that. Yeah. And and where you 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 should stop and redirect that energy. Um, and at the same time, I did slow down some stuff. I didn't fully stop. I just slowed down and I was like, all right, uh, I need to come back. I need to attack this in a in a in different, different front. Yeah. But but no, that's that's a very underrated thing you said is knowing when to stop or to slow down. Some people don't think some people, because I've, I've been a muscle head in a way where I'm just like, no, I just need to keep grinding through mm-hmm. it. And it's no, be about it smart. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And uh, growth is uncomfortable. So don't be afraid of putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because it's always better to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation than to have something else entirely put yourself there or put you there yeah you know I'd, I'd rather be prepared than be completely caught off guard so and that's where i'm at yeah i mean i could i could keep going with those little cheesy one-liners i mean all day <laughs> i can too man yeah. yeah all right man well brady uh do you want to tell people to where to follow you or stuff do you care about that kind of stuff i don't give a shit right saying. now i mean i'm working on some projects on yeah. some secret projects uh it's coming down the pipeline. All right. Well, when yeah. you get something concrete and you want to promote it, come on the show. You got it, man. You. All right, Brady. Thank you so much. Right, thanks a lot, man. All right. This was, this was honestly really fun. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. All right. Take it easy, guys. Peace out.